Are you ready to unlock the hidden wisdom of the universe? In today's episode, we're joined by the insightful Brandy Reinhardt. She will take us on a journey through the world of animal messages, spirit guides, and spiritual symbols. Discover how these powerful insights can not only enhance your holistic counseling practice, but also guide you on your personal journey towards greater self-awareness and healing. Join us as we delve into the mystical realms and explore the profound significance of the signs and symbols all around us. So grab your favorite cozy spot, a notebook, and an open heart, because today's episode promises to be a fascinating exploration of spiritual guidance and wisdom. Let's dive in and uncover the profound insights that can transform you in your holistic counseling practice. Stay tuned. This is Holistic Counseling, the podcast for mental health therapists who want to deepen their knowledge of holistic modalities and build their practice with confidence. I'm your host, Chris McDonald, licensed therapist. I am so glad you're here for the journey. Welcome to today's episode of the Holistic Counseling Podcast. If you've ever wondered about the significance of animals you see that cross your path, the whispers from the spirit world, the different symbolism you may notice in your everyday life, then you are going to love this episode. My guest today is Brandy Reinhardt. She's here to help us unlock the doors to these realms, offering different ways to interpret the symbols we see to enhance your personal growth and help aid your clients in their healing processes. Brandy is a licensed professional counselor, joy coach, and Reiki master who's been working in these healing professions since 2015. She combines a variety of modalities to help her clients find hope, healing, and stability and reignite their passion for life. She uses tarot, Reiki, ETT, mediumship, and traditional therapeutic approaches to assist her clients. Welcome to the Holistic Counseling Podcast, Brandy. Thank you so much, Chris. I'm so glad to be here. So let's jump right in. I'm just interested to know, how did you start integrating holistic modalities? What interested you in that? Well, the first thing that happened before I even became a therapist is I was doing a special type of therapy called emotional transformation therapy that uses color and light and it aligns with the chakras. And I had this kind of transformative spiritual experience and it was really powerful and beautiful. And I think as I was an intern, I just kept having, and I'd been in yoga many, many years. So I think the meditation kind of prompted it to hit a little deeper And then uh, as an intern, I kept having all these incredible angel numbers and symbolism that was occurring in my life and just these beautiful kind of integrative experiences. And then working with clients, they were having, it was like mirrored in them as well. So as I would get deeper into yoga and feel, you know, some kundalini energy or animal messages were coming through to me, then all of a sudden my clients would be mirroring that back to me as well. And they would talk about animal messages or they would talk about angel numbers or they would say, you know what? I've been using tarot cards lately. So it all just kind of evolved over time. So it all kind of came together, huh? Yeah. Isn't it magical when you see that with your clients too, experiencing some of the same things? It's like, I don't know what the word is, but it's just like, oh my gosh, this is so cool that we're both experiencing some of these same things. Yeah, it is beautiful. It's like we're magnetized to each other or something because our heart is kind of speaking the same language. 
Yeah. So I know we're going to talk about several things. I know you said you integrate with all these different things with animal messages, spirit animals, talking about spirit guides, but what is a spirit animal? What does that mean? Well, I think spirit animals particularly are associated for a long time with Native American culture. And then if you look at Celtic culture and like there's just a lot of ancient roots in associating animals with like powerful messages or healing abilities and the thing that happened for me is I just started noticing similar to how a person would notice if they hear the same thing like the same message multiple times from different people I would start having animals randomly in an urban area show up in a big way multiple times over and over and started to kind of wonder about the message coming through for me. And it started with birds, I believe. And I would just get this intuitive sense. And then a bird would fly over me and it would be like an egret, a white egret. And then I would see like five in the same day. And I'm like, that has to mean something and, and not in the same places or the same areas either. So I could be driving across town and, and it's, it started with kind of Googling, like, what is this? animal message mean? What is this spirit animal? And it would be like perfectly aligned with some of the things I needed in my life at the time. So if you talk about animal messages, they can endow you kind of with their spiritual gifts. So some of the features of that particular animal might be exactly what you need in your life or just some kind of guidance for things to be aware of about yourself or about your surroundings or just kind of intuitive guidance. So we can get that from animals that we see. And I I saw two deer yesterday and it was just so beautiful. You know, I had, I told you before we started recording that I went on a horse meditation too. And it just felt like I felt so connected with one of these animals too. It's just, it's like you can't even put it into words sometimes. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, it can be so deeply powerful. I think when we're out in nature, and connecting with that part of ourselves. And like you said, like for a lot of us, there are just deep connections to animals that happen. The fun thing is I really believe spirit or the universe or source or your higher power, whatever you want to call it, divine guidance will speak to you through kind of whatever you have showing up in your life. And someone just randomly happened to buy me a pocket guide to spirit animals That sounds right at the same time that I was starting to really pay attention to the way my energy would change around certain animal appearances. Um, I can look up what deer, what this little pocket guide says about deer, if you want to get an example. So that might be a good book for listeners too to to look up if they're if you're curious about this. Yeah, it is Pocket Guide to Spirit Animals, Doctor Stephen Farmer, and I think I just randomly got it many years ago. Um, But there are lots of great books. So the fun thing is that spirit will speak to you in whatever you have available. I also have a Native American book at my office. It's not here at my home office, but you'll get the messages through whatever happens to be around you. The deer says, more than ever, you need to trust your gut instinct. You're poised for an enticing adventure, one that will take you down many different paths and lead to many important insights. Be gentle with yourself and others. Oh, I love that. That's so true. Because I, I am just start embarking on a different path right now too, teaching a course for the therapist on integrating yoga into sessions. So this does kind of feel like that fork in the road when you start something new. It's like, ooh, where am I going with this? And trusting myself, right, with creation. And 
and trusting your gut instincts. Absolutely. It's easy to kind of push that aside and get too much in our heads about things and overthink it. Exactly. And the beautiful thing is like, there have been times in my life where I needed some, some kind of intense energy and like a tiger will show up or, or the tiger can let me know, like there's some kind of aggressive component to my own personality that I need to be aware of, but you can be endowed with kind of the gifts that the animal messengers or animal spirit guides are bringing through for you. Yeah. I was having this, like, I don't know if it's connected to spirit, this message that just trust this process and that it will come about was, was pretty much the message. Cause I started to overthink like, Oh my God, how am I going to do this and be able to it, like that imposter syndrome too. Like, am I the right person to do this? And you know, all those questions come up in our mind anytime we start something new. But then once I, I had that message, I'm like, I have to trust that deeper message. Yeah. And it's fun how sometimes the deeper messages can correlate with angel numbers or messages that are you're sensing while you're meditating or songs or animals. And in that situation, you might notice like an animal come through that has this an extra strength, like it represents strength and endurance and trusting the process and that kind of thing. And it's really cool how it seems to correspond. Yeah. So does it have to be like repeated visions of an animal or seeing an animal or is it just even just one time, like you start to see a a rabbit in your yard and could that mean something? I think trusting your intuition on that. So sometimes for me, if I'm having a day where I'm a little, a little disconnected from my intuition, I might need to see the animal multiple times to get it (laughs) and be like, that's true. We may downplay it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, for example, there was this giant, really fat fly that was just flying around my whole house this weekend. And finally this morning, it like kept buzzing around my head. And then I opened up the door and it just flew out. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe fly can be an animal messenger too. And so I looked it up and it perfectly fit something that was going on with me this weekend. So it's funny that it doesn't always have to be repeated Yeah. So that's what I wondered, like insects too, because I've heard like ladybugs could be good luck in some cultures and I've been seeing a lot of those. Mm -hmm. Ladybugs are wonderful. They, They are often associated with incredible luck in different cultures as well as great health. Um, adding a little more joy into your life because it's hard to see a ladybug and not feel a little bit happy. Yes. I love them. I saved one for my cat. My cat wanted to eat one. I saved it. Got one outside. Yes. Yeah. Bugs can be animal messengers too. At a time when I was really ungrounded, I couldn't go more than two steps outside on my traditional walk without a bunch of earthworms being right beneath my feet. And I'm the kind of person who's like, oh no. And I'm trying to rescue all the earthworms and throw them back. (laughs) But it was like a sign that I really needed to focus on grounding and connecting with the earth and maybe even take my shoes off and walk barefoot in the grass or the mud, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So what about dragonflies? Do they have any symbolism? Dragonflies are a powerful messenger because I don't know if you've noticed, but even within our culture in big ways, a lot of people think there's something very magical about dragonflies and they have been kind of revered, I think, for a very long time in a lot of different cultures. 
Yeah, because I, I have a I had a lot of dragonflies this summer. Like just every time I go out, they'd be flying near me. I just I love they just there's something so cool about them. So dragonflies similar to butterflies represent something really transformative is coming through for you. And that makes sense since you're debuting this new yoga project, yes. right? Um, the dragonfly is about a transformation that you're about to undergo. And it's a, there's a lot of ancient magic involved in the dragonfly animal messenger. Let me see what Stephen Farmer here says. So a lot of animal messages have, uh, if you're looking up to a reference, have like multiple parts. So I would encourage people to just tune into the portion of it that's most relevant to you and then throw out anything that's not relevant. But it says you're being entirely too rational about everything and need to tap into your deeper emotions, whatever they may be. Your passion is awakening, so direct it to what feels true and right for you. This is also a time when magic and mystery of your life is reawakening. It's vital to recharge your psychic energy, which you can do by regularly meditating. More than simply a change, you're going through a major transformation, so enjoy the process. Additionally, you should be working with the fairies and other elementals. Oh, that's so cool. I feel like you and I got to do a live show with this and get people questions, right, about animals. <laughs> Maybe we got to do that in the future and different uh, symbols that come up. And I feel like when people are open to it, they have so much fun with the animals, you know, because sometimes living in the city, and I am a city person, <laughs> I love visiting the ocean and the forest, but I like being near a lot of convenient things. But you can find nature in suburbia, you can find nature in urban areas. And it's so funny because different animal messengers have come into my life in a suburban neighborhood and people are like, what was that animal doing in that part of the city? What? That's so funny. Mm. But it doesn't always have to be in person. Sometimes you'll see a repeated animal on social media or books that you're reading and you'll just kind of intuitively know one time in session with someone, three different people mentioned elephant in one day randomly. And I'm like, and my That's little, weird. right. And my intuition was like, Hmm. <laughs> so it's paying attention to when these come up and really not just ignoring it or just like, Oh, that doesn't mean anything. Right. And it's similar to angel numbers, right? People that's really popular right now. And people will notice a repeated number and they'll be like, does it mean something? And then like, maybe not, maybe it does, but it like, it's just like this little extra radar for different ways that messages can come through to kind of either guide us, nurture us, support us, endow us with maybe some gifts and some extra energy that we're needing in our life. Building and managing the practice you want can be challenging. That's why Alma offers administrative tools, time-saving resources, and an easy way to navigate insurance. So whether you're just starting out or have been working independently for years, you can get the support you need to build your private practice. Create a profile in Alma's searchable directory and share what makes you unique, like your specialties and areas of expertise. People who are looking for care can filter by these details so that they're not finding any therapist, they're finding you. Alma will also help you get credentialed with major insurance payers within 45 days and handle all of the paperwork from eligibility checks to claim submissions. That means you can spend less time on the details and more time delivering great care. Plus, they guarantee payment within two weeks of every appointment. You support your clients, Alma supports you. 
Visit helloalma.com to learn more. That's helloalma.com. Can you talk more about what what are angel numbers? So angel numbers, I think, really popular in social media right now are those repeated numbers. Uh, traditionally, I think people started calling angel numbers like 111, 222, 333, 444, 555, you know, all the way up through 999. And that's often the gateway to kind of being open to guidance from the subtle realms or to something beyond us that's connecting with us and saying, hey, I'm here to support you. I'm here to as a part of your journey or whether it represents for you your own divine intuition and not necessarily something separate from you. But a lot of the angel numbers and in, are kind of cross the bridge into numerology as well of just like what particular numbers mean. And so people have a lot of fun interpreting the angel numbers. And if you get really into it, you can see like different number combinations. Like it doesn't always have to be three, three, three. It could be three, five, three that you see repeatedly on license plates while you're driving home from work. Like people are having a lot of fun with angel numbers or, you know, something really magical will be happening or they'll have a heart-filled moment and they'll see 444 and that'll mean, you know, they're being surrounded by love on all levels and things like that. So if you see a certain combination, it could mean something different. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or I always said with the clock too, if you wake up at 111 or 222. Yeah. I finally asked spirit to not do that to me anymore because back when I was having all these rapid transformations, I was like, listen, divine within, listen, spirit. Like (laughs) I love it. I love these powerful angel numbers in the middle of the night, but I don't want to be woken up anymore. And then it stops during the day. How interesting. Oh, because it it could be in any numbers. Because I think one, one time I had like three num- these numbers that coming up um, and it even came out like a cash register. Like when I paid for something, like it was nine ninety nine or something <laughs> just weird. I know it's amazing how it can align um, and just alert us to something special. But I think nine 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 is associated with doing light working in the world and using your gifts for the good of humanity and like stepping into your spiritual gifts. Oh, I love that. How do you remember all this? I just, it's like a game between me and spirit and it just, it adds a little fun, a little joy to my life. So I've been doing it so long that a lot of my interpretations or what I've read or what other people have said, guidance, it sticks in my head. But again, for different people, it might mean different things. So don't take my interpretation, right? Or your interpretation. If it you have another guidance system maybe 999 could mean something slightly different to you. So does 666, is that really evil? Well, Christians traditionally associate it with being evil, but usually it's strongly associated with family and overvaluing material things. Interesting. Either of those is what I in my personal life have put it again. If your community associates it with, Hey, I need to be on guard for like, darker aspects of myself or others, maybe that's your interpretation of that number. For me, it's always meant focus on family or overemphasis on material things. And I need to trust the process and trust that I'm being supported and instead of um, worrying about material things and money. And So what we are conditioned to believe 
or through scary movies <laughs> may not always be true, right? Right, which is similar to when I do the therapy with uh, emotional transformation therapy, people always think red is anger, but it's actually yellow when they really studied people. And if you look at you know chakras, like the yellow is is more where anger shows up. Red is more about safety and groundedness and life instinct. Oh, so what about blue? Blue has a lot to do with communication, uh, being in alignment with your feelings, like all the things that you're feeling in your body. So for example, blue could bring you out of a freeze response because it's helping you get in touch with what you're feeling about a situation. And it makes sense that you would have a special connection with blue because you're a great communicator, right? You're running a podcast. And I'm wearing blue. <laughs> yeah. And so am I, and we're both communicating I know you today. are too. I was looking at that, yeah. But I have purple walls, so too. So purple is my other color. Well, purple is the highest chakra, right? Up here, it's the highest chakra. Um, uh, so violet has a lot to do with trust and the spiritual realm and being really connected there. Okay, so di divine connection. Yeah, I love it because I'm surrounded by my purple walls. Makes sense, given <laughs> that you're a holistic therapist. <laughs> right. That's so true. So can you talk about like feathers that people find too from angels? Have, have you heard of this before? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I think part of my journey started out with angel numbers and then finding feathers. And I would like a, find a feather on my doorstep or I'd be walking and um, since I am, do a type of therapy that involves color, I would pay attention to the color of the feathers as well. But it's beautiful. It's like spirit leaving you a little gift and letting you know something really special is happening. And that actually kind of led then to me paying more attention to which birds were showing up, that then which led to more animals. Um, but feathers are just, I think, a beautiful gift from a lot of people associate with angels and a lot of cultures believe in being similar to angels, just kind of that watch over humanity and protect us and our guides and our nurturing and kind of watch out for us. So it can just be a beautiful, like physical representation of that. Is there any other signs that our spirit guides want to communicate with us or angels want to? I mean, sometimes spirit will show up through song as well. And I don't know if you've ever had this experience of just waking up or a song you haven't listened to in years, just spontaneously happening in your head. And you're like, oh, what is this about? And it happens to correspond with something you're really needing in your life at the time or aligns with a specific experience. You know, there might be an important phrase from the song that you're meant to listen to. Or people just saying the same thing to you from multiple sources over and over. And you're like, okay, universe, I get the message. I get it. <laughs> right. That's what I've heard is that spirit can communicate through so many different ways, through different people and different things that happen to us. Absolutely. And it's really fun to kind of have that conversation back and forth. It can really add a lot of security in your life or a lot of fun or joy. It's just a fun way to tune into a little more guidance from a little more sources. So that that can be a really fun process. But I especially love animal messages. I don't know. I think certain people are just more drawn to the animal world. I know even as a little kid, I always was watching PBS and all of the 
National Geographic shows with the animals. So it makes sense that naturally I kind of have gravitated that way. So I guess with cats, are they, I've heard they're like connected with the other side somehow. I don't know if there's any symbolism with cats. I haven't done a lot. I don't get the cat messages myself a ton, but I know that of course they're associated with witches for a long time, which is a beautiful companion to that type of magic. And in addition to that, the Egyptians worshipped cats. Like they've just been powerful symbols for a very long time. Um, And so it would probably depend on like what particular message was coming through for you about cats. Um, But a lot of people also believe they're mediums. And other intuitives actually believe that cats and dogs can take on illness for us and protect us and protect our house and things like that, which is interesting because also a lot of people who are into working with animal messages tend to have a particular animal that comes through for them really strongly for a long period of time. And you could consider that your animal totem or your, your spirit animal, and you can place a statue of that or a little figurine or something in front of your house, you know, on your doorstep, or I'm wearing my spirit animal and my necklace, or you could just have that as an added layer of protection. Oh, I love that. Well, my cat here, she can really detect emotion. So if me and my husband fight, she gets really really distressed and she will like go in between our legs like walking you know how they do that rub against your legs and she has a fit if we're upset and she sits next to me during therapy sessions too and and it's funny because I'll watch her like some of the clients that are you know more dysregulated she'll come up closer it's just so interesting that cats can have that she is oh that's beautiful even though I'm telehealth with with her when I'm she's only at my home office, but it's just like it's so fascinating to me that she can still like kind of sense the emotion that's going on. Yeah, and just like your horse meditation that you did yesterday, animals just seem to be able to sense things on a deeper level a lot of times. So I think it's pretty magical to have an animal that you're connected with in your home or outside the home. I think that's really special and can tune you in. And then also people believe, you know, animals that have passed on your pets that have passed on can sometimes come through with messages of comfort. Or I've even had clients who've experienced like the feeling of their pet being there in a deeper meditation and just there to support them and watch over them. And that's so comforting too. Can I tell you a story about my cat? My other cat we had put down And I kid you not, for years at night, I would feel her spirit get on my bed with me. And you know how cats would go in a circle, that she would do that little circle thing to get comfortable? It was like I could feel the spirit of her doing that for so long at night. But it wasn't scary. It was just like very comforting. Comforting. I know. Isn't it beautiful? I I always say like heaven's much closer than people think it is. And that's in a beautiful way. So I love that you're in tune enough that you could experience that and accept that that was her kind of watching over you and being with you and helping you through the transition of her no longer physically being with you. That's really powerful. I know our pets can be so attached to us, aren't they? Yeah. And a lot of people who have near-death experiences will often report that the first thing to greet them, you know, after the tunnel of light or whatever their experience is, is their pets that had passed on and how comforting that, that is. 
That sounds wonderful. It's just like such a comforting feeling, isn't it too? It really is. I think just being open to the love from the animal world and a lot of the warnings too, sometimes they can warn you of important things to be on alert for. Um, And I think that's been a shared cultural tradition through lots of cultures. So I think now more than ever in our westernized culture, we're starting to get back to some of these ancient things, these practices, the magic that's been with us all along and be a little more open to it. Yeah, for sure. So there's different healing that we can get from animals too that we can't get from other humans. I know you and I both do Reiki. And um, when I first started doing Reiki, my cat could sense it from all the way across the house and would come running and jump into the Reiki energy. And like, if my hands were here, he'd like rub himself underneath my hands. And I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) The cats can feel it, right? Well, you'll love this. I did uh, yoga this morning and was in Shavasana. My cat comes in. She's right under my hand. You know how you have your arms out and just laid there purring. (laughs) Finish up my Shavasana with some purrs. It's just wonderful how they can connect. That is really cool, though. I love Shavasana. The magic of that. I know you said animal magic. It is like magic, isn't it? Yeah. And I would encourage anyone thinking about "Hmm, what animals do I see? Just start paying attention. Have that extra little sense or people who already love animals. What might be the message of this animal that I see periodically throughout my life? And sometimes it's just the features of the animal that traditionally you would think of, like a busy bee or a robin, meaning something new, beginnings, new beginnings, you know. I know you mentioned birds. So do different birds have different messages then? Yeah, absolutely. Like, for example, my spirit animal that kept appearing to me when I first went out into private practice for therapy was, I mentioned this earlier, but a white egret, because I think white represents closeness to source. Um, And then if you think about water birds, they not only can live in deal in the water, but then they fly in the air too, which kind of represents that bridge between two worlds. So being able to easily move back and forth between the spiritual and the everyday. And then if you think about cardinals have been revered for in a many cultures for a long time, a lot of people will say that they start seeing cardinals after a loved one has passed, or they know it means archangels watching over their family. You know, they're And owls have a lot of uh, associations in many different cultures. Of course, eagles too, like the higher perspective, leadership, but at the same time, being able to see the small details. My journey with animal messages started out through birds and I would just be walking through the neighborhood and I would know like which birds were there without having ever been a member of Audubon or any of that. That's so cool. I feel like you're like Snow White with all the <laughs> right? animals come up to you. <laughs> all the animals. Oh, then she's saying. You know, it's just a fun way of relating to things that are beyond us and a, a different level of intuition and guidance. And you can receive that from all types of different places. So last year, my husband and I were outside. We this flock of blackbirds, like. There must have been, I kid you not, like hundreds, if not a thousand birds. I mean, the loudest sounds you can ever imagine right in our backyard. And then they came back twice. 
like a week later, there they were again. So I don't know if birds are like in large groups, does that mean anything? Oh, well, that seems like really powerful energy. I mean, obviously it was a migration, but also like the fact that they stopped in your yard in particular seems deeply magical to me. Yeah, totally was. It was powerful. Yeah, like a really powerful connection to the divine maybe. And I don't know if he has anything about blackbirds in this book, but I can look. I tried not to think too much about Alfred Hitchcock, but the birds. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Blackbirds, let go of all your inhibitions and sing without concern for how it sounds or fear of others' disapproval. So then maybe opening up your throat chakra. Archangel Uriel is with you, watching out for you and helping you connect with nature and the nature spirits. Sound healing is one of your best treatments for whatever physical or emotional ailments you're experiencing. Wow. So that's got some incredible message too. Yeah. And also the fact that they appeared in such a big number, I think that just meant like, pay attention to me. Exactly. Listen. (laughs) And twice. And I think in Celtic mythology, like flocks of birds were said to just be around um, people who are really powerful spiritually. Not that we all aren't powerful spiritual beings, to be honest, but just someone who had really nurtured that relationship with themselves. Can you think of any other spiritual messages that listeners might want to look out for? I think that it's just about daily practice. Can you tune in once a day, get quiet with yourself and whether you have an Oracle deck or angel cards or even a sweet little book and maybe you just decide, you know, at the end of each day, I'm going to randomly open the page and see what the message is. And it's amazing how it can be exactly what you need to hear at that exact moment. And the more that you nurture kind of being open to divine guidance, uh, divine nurturing, divine support, it can come through in those ways. So I would really encourage people to practice on a daily basis. Yeah, I love that. And that helps strengthen that bond too and connection and using that with clients too. I have an affirmation deck I've been using and using at the end and and I had never done this before. And then I started to do it on a regular basis and more than once with clients and they're like, oh my God, this is exactly what we talked about in session. It's so weird. And that's often, that's beautiful because that's often how it starts is we can do it with our clients and then they start to go, hmm, I wonder if I could have my own affirmation deck or I wonder if I could take this book I've always loved and use it in that way. And I think it's really about connecting in on a regular basis and being open to that. Yeah. And what are the messages, right? So any other takeaway you want to share with anyone? that might just be starting their holistic journey? I would say notice when you feel most connected with the divine or with spirit and tune into it and notice when you feel most supported and then just keep practicing tuning in and being supported. Um, And you'll be surprised how magical it can feel. This was wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful to talk about these things. Yeah, this is, I feel like I could talk to you all day. (laughs) This was just really fun. It was fun. (laughs) Yes. I hope listeners that you enjoyed this as well. And I have a question for listeners. Are you ready to take your journey as a holistic therapist to the next level? I'd like to personally invite you to be part of our growing community of like-minded individuals who share a passion for holistic therapy and know the importance of investing in self-care. 
come on over and join my Facebook group, the Holistic Counseling and Self-Care Group. It's a welcoming space to connect with other fellow holistic therapists. You can ask questions, share experiences, exchange ideas. Don't miss out and connect today at hcpodcast.org forward slash holistic group. That's hcpodcast.org forward slash holistic group. And this is Chris McDonald sending each one of you much light and love. Till next time, take care. Thanks for listening. The information in this podcast is for general educational purposes only, and it is given with the understanding that neither the host, the publisher, or the guests are giving legal, financial, counseling, or any other kind of professional advice. If you need a professional, please find the right one for you. The Holistic Counseling Podcast is proudly part of the SiteCraft Network. 